Hello and welcome everyone to another InventRight webinar. We've got an incredible one for you tonight. We have a very special guest on, Aaron Krauss, who invented the Scrub Daddy. A lot of you know this product. Really amazing guy. Aaron Krauss, he's a very accomplished entrepreneur and inventor with over 25 years of experience in patenting and manufacturing innovative products. To date, Aaron holds over 50 patents and trademarks with products in major big box retailers and acquisitions by such companies as 3M. Aaron, he's a self-made entrepreneur, uh, success story who prides himself on hard work, dedication, and imagination. As a result of continued media marketing, business development efforts, Scrub Daddy has exceeded $286 million in retail sales since his Shark Tank appearance and continues to gain, gain recognition as a household brand. The product line developed with extensions and iterations was spotlighted in the Wall Street Journal as a contender in the half billion dollar sponge market. So you guys be thinking about sponges if you're inventing and you're not. Um, welcome, Aaron. Hey, thank you so much. That's a really kind introduction. And it's a pleasure to be part of something with you and Stephen. Andrew, what's truly amazing of um about Aaron is not only is he, he's a successful entrepreneur, he's the nicest guy I've ever met. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, why are you lying? Why are you lying to your awesome audience? I'm not because you, you know, years ago you're at a trade show it was in Chicago, and you didn't know me from a hole in the wall. I came up and you started giving me the pitch. I recorded it, and from that point on, I was like, this guy is brilliant at the pitch, but he treated me like a king. I'd never have forgotten it, and I cannot thank you enough for that. You know, I was always taught uh, by my parents that you treat other people the way you want to be treated, and I run my business and my life like that, and um, I think that is the the best way to be successful and then to go to sleep every night and have no feelings that, you know, you're ripping people off or you, all you're doing is trying to make money. You want to build something that makes you feel good that you're proud of every day and i treat everybody who walks up to the our booth like they didn't have any idea who i am and they might be the greatest person in the world i don't know who they are and that's how you have to live your life well we all appreciate it aaron thank you very very much and i think that's part of your success your enthusiasm your creativity uh the way you treat people I think it's a winning combination. So thank you for coming on tonight. So let's jump on in because tonight is is a very special webinar in, in the sense of um, when you come up with one idea and it's working. In fact, it's working really, really well and you're very successful, but what do you do next? Do you just sit around? Do you go on that vacation? Do you spend your money or do you keep on inventing new products or new line extensions? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So, Aaron, uh, let's just jump on in. Um, Andrew, let's go to the next uh, slide because there's so many variations. So, first of all, and first of all, Aaron, why so many line extensions and, and how do you come up with them? And let's talk about a few of them now. Well, the, the first thing is, is that if you invent one product, um, and you and you think that's going to make you, you know, the biggest uh, that's your biggest success story. Um, you can just imagine how many people are coming to eat your lunch. And that's what I think about every day, that you can't just have one product and then rest on your laurels, because the minute you do that and I've already had oh, 80 people try to knock me off 
Um, but when they, before they can do that, we've already got the next iteration and the next iteration and the next iteration. And what we're building is a brand, not a single product line. Something I remember clearly on Shark Tank was Mark Cuban challenging me and saying, well, you're just a one product company, right? And I was like, nope, we got Scrub Mommy. We're going to have Scrub Baby. We're going to have this baby bottle cleaner. You have no idea who you're dealing with. And I meant it from the minute I said that because I never thought that this was going to be a one product company or just a single sponge company. We were going to build an entire brand around this amazing, unique formulation of a material that I own the exclusivity to. And that was something that once we locked in the exclusive in that material, I said, the sky's the limit. We're going to make this thing into sponges, into scrubbers, into, you know, we're going to have a line of mops coming out soon. And it, it just kind of started just rolling from there. Um, it also, when you go into a market, you realize that your one product, it doesn't fill every single niche. And some people were like, I love your product, but I wish it was more absorbent. And I'm like, hmm. You're probably right. There's probably a lot of people that are thinking like that. Let's make a soft side. And then we got Scrub Mommy. And we heard it in the market every day. People said to me, you know, I love that your product never smells bad. And one day it dawned on me, well, why wouldn't it smell good? Let's make a lemon scented one. And then people were like, I love your yellow sponge, but unfortunately my kitchen is, you know, blue or green or, and we said, oh my God, we're missing the boat. How about the fact that if we make multiple colors, it could be used in multiple locations around the house. And I'm telling you, the Scrub Daddy colors line outsells the original yellow three to one. Wow, amazing. Thank you very much, Aaron. Let's go to the next slide, because there's a sure. lot to look at here. Well, this is this is a great one. You know, uh, as, you, as you grow in the marketplace, um, obviously you come across people who are more environmentally friendly, and then you end up, you know, at a meeting at Whole Foods. And they're like, we love your products, but we have to have an angle on it. You know, we got to make some, some angle that, that gets us into the more environmentally friendly. And we said, you know what? We'll put it in this minimal packaging that has no dyes in it. Even the, the craft packaging is different from our traditional packaging and it has no dyes in it. Um, it uses soy inks and we removed all the dyes from the product. And they said, oh my God, we love it. They put it on the shelves. We can't keep it in stock. So much so that all the other retailers said, actually, we want a white scrub daddy too. They're just fun to clean with and they look beautiful. And bam, next thing you know, we got a whole new product line. And this is now morphing into another product line called the Style Collection. We probably have that also on this uh, in your slides. We do. Hey, Aaron, tell me this. It sounds like that um, getting that feedback from your customers, getting the feedback from the retailers is critical for your development for the new products. Is that correct? It's very insightful um, that you say that. And we always put our ear to the ground. I listen to every, I actually still read every single comment that comes in our website personally. So it goes to our customer service people and it goes to uh, sales people, but it also comes across my desk. And when I see a couple, either I see a theme that people are all asking for, or one of them just hits home to me, I think I, I need to work on that. Um, this is something that enough people are asking about and we, we really need to expand, expand the line in that direction. And listening to your customers is the smartest thing you can ever do when you're creating products because all you're doing is filling their needs and they're gonna buy more and more and more from you. Once you have the brand and people buy your product because they know that you're reliable, 
your quality, your trustworthy, your good price value point, that's when you can just continue to expand and launch the brand. And you want to listen to what your customers are asking for because uh, they'll be loyal to the end of the earth. So you're talking about brand quite a bit here. Is your big uh, goal is, is the exit? Well, I think that you have to look at that. So I, with my goal to exit, it's not, it's not the goal, but you know, I'm in business to sell something, to sell products. At some point, I'm in business to sell the business. It's just a matter of the price. That's, that's really the way I look at it. You know, okay. um, I'm growing the company. I'm building a brand. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll do that forever if that's what keeps happening. Or if somebody comes along and says, hey, we, we want to buy this company. And it has to be the right partner. I would never sell this just to a private equity firm and have them just kind of take it over and run it. That would that would be like taking your legacy and throwing it in the trash can. No, this would have to be a, a giant conglomerate who's in the business and has the opportunity to take my my baby and you know spread it even further and, and be a legacy where I can look back and say, now that was the right decision. Now now Scrub Dye is the number one brand in the world. Got it. Okay, what about the style collection? What is that all about? Because I really like that color. It's well, so it's unbelievable. So I, I personally, I would never have chosen gray, but I heard it from enough people that, you know, there's these many contemporary kitchens are like black and white and gray just seems to blend very well with that. So we, we gave it a shot. Um, our, our UK distributor um, is, he, he works with this uh, influencer. Her name is Mrs. Hinch. And she has, oh, several million followers. And she has all these gray pictures and gray products. And so he asked me, could you make a gray one? And we were already in the process of making, you know, this white color. And we thought, you know, we could make a bunch of colors that are very muted and bland, uh, but would match all these modern contemporary kitchens and the gray silver would just be perfect. So we, we tried launching it in the UK. Every container I ship to there is sold out before he can get them. And so we launched them in the U.S. and we're having the same reaction. It's it's incredible. Hey, Aaron, tell me about your logo for just a minute. Have you changed that over the years? Oh, absolutely. Always looking to update logos, always looking to update packaging. We do that every two to three years. We sit down and just make sure that the logos uh, and the branding is still relevant. Um, and so, yeah, this, our original logo, it's interesting. I wish I had sent a picture to you. Um, our original logo is very sharp. Um, all the, the scrub dye letters were very sharp. Um, and the smile face was not attached. It was detached from the, 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 the words. Uh, we went through this whole naming convention as well um, and, and how to set up our brain. If you go backwards uh, one slide, I can show you um, some of the things that we did when you're doing your branding and your packaging. And you need to create uniformity in your packaging, but you also need to be very clear about what you're looking at. So if you look at the top hang tab and the bottom of every one of our products, you'll notice that the colors change. Uh, the, the light blue is our eraser products. The, the green hue there is for our sponge daddy products. The greenish, lightish green aqua color is for our scour daddy. And we change the hang tab and the bottom and everything always looks the same on a scrub dye product. There's always a little uh, either product shot or um, a little logo. Uh, we call it the button that pops out the bottom. We have an opening in the window so you can clearly see the product inside of it. And uh, the logos are always on this, this, this certain angle 
uh, with the smiley face clear so you know it's a scrub daddy brand. And then even though we changed the name to Eraser Daddy, Sponge Daddy, Scour Daddy, Big Daddy, up in the left upper corner, we have what we call the endorser. And the endorser always ties it back to the Scrub Daddy brand. So we've gone through a lot of logo changes. And, and now that we have about uh, 12 different brands um, with, you know, with Eraser Daddy and Scour Daddy and Scrub Daddy and Big Daddy and um, Soap Daddy and, and Colors and Lemon Scented. And I mean, you're just going to see, uh, we just continue to grow that line as we, as we, as we expand. So, Aaron, do you really have a particular? It's like a style guide, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we have we have a physical style guide uh, that that tells, and and this is something that we use. So we have 17 distributors now around the world. Uh, they're independent distributors that uh, negotiate the rights for exclusivity in a territory. For instance, our UK distributor, and uh, in order for them to be a distributor they get issued the style guide and they have to meet every one of the requirements uh, in their country. They're not allowed to veer from that style guide. And then um, every year we have an international summit where we all get together. So this last year we had it in London, England. Um, we got together for two days and one of the, a whole afternoon was just about branding and style guide and not to, not to uh, venture away and not just the packaging, but even on social media. Hey, a little bit off to topic. For all those international accounts, do you still ship from the same manufacturing facility or are you subbing that out to other contract manufacturers? So we've really uh, expanded as a, in, in our manufacturing side, whereas everything used to be made in Germany. We're now set up with manufacturing in the U.S. that supplies the U.S. In Germany, that supplies Europe. We have a fabrication facility in China and in Vietnam, which supplies most of the Asian Pacific regions. So we've expanded. Um, quite far from where it just started, where everything was coming from Germany. Um, and so, no, we are, we're actually localizing uh, both fabrication and manufacturing around the world. Very nice. Um, when it, going back to the logo and the artwork, do you have an in-house graphic department or is that, is that an outside firm? And have you used the same one over the years, if that's the case? You know, I this this is one that's really dear to my heart. Um, so subbing out the graphics design for me doesn't work. Um, this is something I, I need absolute control of. And so I have two full-time graphics designer. One's an art director, one's our graphic designer. We have a whole graphics department with plotters and um, and you know, high high intense computers that can do any type of graphics. And we make and print and develop every one of the packages in-house. Um, and I and I love to go down there and and fiddle with them and see what what we're working on next. Um, and they and all the designs come across my desk, so it, they're it's all done in house. Wow, amazing! So let's go through some of these products for just a minute. Go back. Let's talk about the Eraser Daddy. What is that? Because I know you just launched that uh, this year, didn't you? Yeah, that's that's a really really fun product. So. You know, Mr. Clean Magic Erasers have been around for several years and they've dominated the market with this product that has a very specific function of removing scuff marks off of walls and stuff. And, and it works really, really well. The problem is it falls apart really, really fast. Um, and we thought we could make a better eraser. And I did. I made uh, it's the, the material is called melamine foam. And so we took the melamine foam and we heat pressed it, which made it a little bit stiffer. And then we put scrub daddy material on the back of it, which prevented your finger pressure from, from getting into the foam. And it lasted a little bit longer and it was, it was a pretty great product. 
um, we decided to launch it on QVC. This is a, probably two years ago. And the show was a gangbuster hit. We sold out in seven minutes of, I want to say, 10,000 sets of four. Uh, and and it, QVC was like reordering within minutes. About two weeks later, I got a call from the buyer. And she said, we're canceling the order and we're discontinuing the product. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, all the reviews are coming in at one star. So I ran, you know, started reading the reviews. And the reviews were... The first time I use it, it crumbles, it falls apart in little pieces. And I was like, well, that's the way these erasers work. Like mine is, it works better than the Mr. Clean's, but they all just crumble like that. And it turns out that the QVC audience really hadn't had enough experience with eraser products like that. Um, and after reading all the feedback, I mean, this is the, the exact way that my, in, my mind and invention works. I just got really pissed. I'm like, you know what? there has to be a better material that will work and doesn't fall apart. And I started a project to, to how do I, how can I develop a product that will erase, uh, but not crumble on the first try. And after another year and a half um, of work and research, we developed a, an eraser die. It's called a eraser die 10 X. And it's, it's basically a hybrid composite that takes the melamine foam. In fact, it's the scraps. So this is actually environmental. It's all upcycled materials. We take all the scraps of melamine use around the world. Now, melamine is a foam that's used in insulation, soundproofing, and fireproofing, and construction, as well as the erasing material. So there's lots of this material, and there's lots of scraps of it around. And we took it and blended it together with all the scraps of making scrub daddy. So the eyes and the mouth and all the parts around it when you die cut our materials is just scraps. And we grind them up and we blend them together and then we heat press them until they are super, super dense. And we're able to make the most durable eraser. In fact, we've had it lab tested. And in some cases, it's 10 times or more than any of the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser products or any other melamine foam on the, in the world. If you've used a Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and you try our eraser, Daddy, you will never buy their product again. In fact, the Scrub Daddy bits in it scrub while it's erasing and that's the patent that i have pending right now very nice okay what about the sponge daddy what is that well sponge daddy was our way of getting it breaking into the very cheap sponge market and mm -hmm. and this is one you know that we we, we knew that uh, our four dollar sponge uh couldn't appeal to everybody but we needed to get people to try our brand and so we took the traditional rectangular sponges we created a much, much better sponge material, which we call Resofoam, which is way better than cellulose. Uh, it rinses clean, it doesn't stink or smell, resist odors, dishwasher safe. And then we blended it and put scrub dye material on the back of it. So it's very similar and reminiscent to the sponge that people are already used to using. And it's in the exact same price point. And we put that on the shelves. Uh, and what happened was people are buying that and trying that, and then they upgrade to the scrub dye mm. product. Is the scrubber on the back as effective as the original or is it different? It's scrub daddy material. So it works just like ours. It changes texture with water temperature. It rinses clean. It won't scratch any surfaces. Uh, you know, it's odor and stain resistant, uh, dishwasher safe. It's incredible. It's really entry, entry level product. And it's then exactly it's, what it is. It's entry okay. level product. And then nice. you upgrade to the real thing. It's okay. almost, you get, yeah, it's almost like a little test. If you love this, if you like this, you're going to love 
the original. I love that. Right. And like um, I said, what we try to do is we, we, I need to bring people into our brand, you know, at, at, at all the different price points. And so uh, I'll give you a, another example. Um, if you're familiar with Dollar General, Dollar General is exploding around the country. They have almost 18,000 stores and we got a meeting with them and we showed them the scrub daddy and the scrub mommy and all our products. And, you know, they said, you know, we got to be even cheaper than Walmart uh, at our stores and, and we could never make it on this price point. Um, and we walked away from the meeting and I thought we need to make a product that's specific for the dollar general market. And so we came up with what we call the essentials line. I think you have it in here. If you go a couple slides to the right. Um, and the, the essentials are two thirds, uh, the, the amount of, there it is, is the, one back. They're two thirds, the thickness of the scrub dye material in all the different, in, in, uh, in daddy in mommy and scour eraser. And then what we call sponge mommy. And this brings the, all these people into our brand, all these people who were like, mm, I don't know. I can't really, I don't want to buy a $3, $4 sponge. These are a dollar 99. And we've just launched them and they're hitting the stores as we speak in 18,000 stores with five SKUs. Stephen, this is an incredibly important uh, lesson in, in price point that sometimes inventors miss, don't you think? There's no doubt. I mean, people, inventors, we love our products. I, I know this, like I, I bleed my products. And when someone says, oh, you know, I can't, I, that, that won't work in my store. Like I have this like, real visceral reaction like i don't even want to talk to you anymore i don't want to do business with you anymore like but you got to step aside and go you know what um i got to find a way that makes this work in your stores because what i really want is everybody in my brand not just the, the original product but my brand and i'm glad you said that you like the packaging um this it. was yeah this is our first uh try at doing a flow wrap packaging um which you can you can do in at much higher volumes um, and much cheaper, and and but it had to stay within our brand. And I think this looks right in our brand. Oh, I think it looks perfect. Um, and that actually goes on a rack too, doesn't it? Does yeah, it hold? Yeah. You? Yep. These are they're all they all have a hang hole, so they all can go on the rack, um, and they can also sit into in PDQs. Can you put this at the cash register? That's where I see this product. Uh, I I think you could put Scrub Daddy anywhere you want in the store. I love <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, let's go back to where we were because I think there's a couple more I want to talk about. This is a really good looking line, by the way. Thank you. Um, you know, you, Andrew, you know what I really like is that he's looking at every obstacle and turning those into opportunities. Yeah. And I, I really like that. And I think a lot of inventors, they, when they hit a wall, they either won't accept it, or but they're not thinking, how can I solve that and support? And, and come up with another product that 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 retailer or that consumer is going to like. But Aaron seems to be just a master at this. Um, so let's talk about no, it's the next one. You missed one. Let's go okay. back to the scour right. daddy, right okay. there. All right. So this is like a typical. Uh, I've got one of these. I use one of these too. But you branded you better, it a little you, bit different. You better, you you better not. Yeah, you better not call this typical. <laughs> well, this that's is, why I want to know because I've I've got this, but it, of course it's not your brand. So tell me why why this is different. So there's been a product on the market that's been out there for 40 years. Um, it's actually a 3M product called Dobie. Basically, yes. it is a very very commodity piece of uh, uh, it's run of the mill foam polyurethane foam uh, that 
that stinks and smells and stains very quickly. And they take it and they put a plastic mesh around it that gives it some really good uh, scrubbing capabilities. And they it goes in like a sock and then they sew one of the edges of it. Um, they've had that product in the market for 40 years. Talk about innovation. They haven't done a single innovation on that product in all 40 years. It's exactly the same, a piece of yellow junk foam inside of it, uh, a white mesh on the outside of it, and there you go. And don't even think about making any changes to that. We took a look at that and we thought, wow, there's a really big way to upgrade that. We take out the stinky sponge, we replace it with scrub daddy material. We put in three different colors of scrub daddy material, and then we put the smiley faces on it and sew the tops with the different colors. So that you, one's for the bathroom, one for the kitchen, you know, one's for the garage, one's for outdoors. And then we put a hang tab on it so they can hang up when they dry. Now this changes texture with water temperature, rinses clean, is dishwasher safe. And the mesh, the way we put those smiley faces on, we heat treat the mesh, which kind of puts those, uh, it kind of imprints those smiley faces on there with a heat press. And it makes, it actually makes the, 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 the plastic mesh even more ag- abrasive, which I don't wanna say abrasive because it doesn't scratch. Um, but it, make, it makes it scrub mechanically much better because it kind of melts the surface a little bit and it even makes it stronger. We put this on the market and it is, it is blowing Dobie off the shelves. So finally, 3M had to respond. And how did they respond? Did they call us up and say, you win, we need to buy Scrub Day? Nope, they, they went out and they made Dobie in three colors. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the day I saw it on the shelves, I went over and picked it up and I was like, now that's the best you could do. They use the same yellow sponge inside of three different colored meshes and they look horrible. They use three different colors that are just awful looking. Uh, and I realized that I have no competition there. Yeah, You know what's really crazy about that product? You're, you're right. I, we have it. We've been using it for years. But it just doesn't last that long and it, it no. really gets ugly. It smells. It seems like if I have to clean one big you know uh, pan i can't get the stuff out of that net right they're using the wrong materials and you you need to try scour daddy right away uh i have people who are using <laughs> scour daddy for, for four right. months and they're like it never smells and it always rinses clean right. steven what are you doing man what I'm are you doing now. you gotta get the right product to clean the yeah, dishes i'm, I, I'm not sure you're actually cleaning dishes with him that you know he's not even using our product steven what's going on here i'm sold what do you mean i i he, you got to send me some of these. Okay, Big Daddy. What's Big Daddy now? That's just... Is Big that Daddy just is, is... It's a giant block of our exclusive material. And so here we go. We've got this material. I own the exclusive rights to it, right? No one else can make this material in the world. And people are always asking me for, you know, this... Can you make it in a huge block that I can do my whole shower with? I don't need the smiley face. I want to scrub the wall. I want to scrub my lawn furniture. I want to scrub the siding. Uh, I want to use it on a car. I'm like, you know what? I've got a great idea. Let's make a block that's big enough and then we'll let the customer customize it to whatever shape and size they want. And and basically you take a bread knife and you can cut this on an angle and make a triangle that fits deep into grill grates or, or fits into your tire, uh, into your wheels um, and, and into around your car and in between seats. Um, and, and basically, it's a customizable, a customizable block of our exclusive material. And it's a big block, so we called it Big Daddy. That's brilliant. <laughs> I, I have a question. I have a question for you. These are I mean, to some, some stores. You have such a big product line. I mean, 
what's realistic? Like how many of these products are sitting on the same shelf right next to each other at the same time? So in like in like Target, we have uh, five SKUs. In Walmart, we have four. In Bed Bath, we have uh, 20. Um, it depends on the store. Um, but it also depends on how much, you know, you want to invest. Uh, a lot of these stores, they want you to buy the shelf space. You know, that's called slotting. So we go and make a presentation. They say, you know what, we really like it, but you got to buy the slotting for this particular item. And then we have to decide, is that worth, you know, giving them $10,000, uh, $15,000, $20,000? It depends on what they ask for. You can negotiate it, um, but then they still could throw you off in a year. So if it's not selling well, you could pay 20 grand. They put the, you know, the product on the shelf and it sits there, doesn't sell well, then they pull it off and you're out your money. So we, we, we have to have a lot of confidence that product's gonna sell in that venue. Um, and then we present products that we think are gonna sell in a specific store. You know, like Big Daddy would sell better in a hardware store than in a, um, in a, in a supermarket, right? Um, and um, Eraser Daddy would sell great in both hardware and in um, a supermarket store. Mm. Great. Great. Good job. Let's go to the next slide, Andrew. Did that one. There we go. So the next thing that we, we started coming out with was storage and organization. Um, we, there's so many opportunities for, you know, where do you put your scrub daddy when you're done? And so we came up with two you know, amazing different versions. One's the daddy caddy that just has the two eyes sticking out. It suction cups to the inside of your sink and it holds your scrub daddy in your sink. So it drips in your sink. And then a sponge caddy holds either uh, two sponge daddies or a sponge daddy and a scour daddy, or it can just hold one scrub daddy. And again, they're dual suction cups. So the nice thing about this is they, they suction to the sink and they don't rotate and they don't, there's no way for them to move around and it keeps it centered and it keeps it dripping straight down. Um, screen daddy is, uh, is one that I came across. A friend of mine had shown me this this uh, material that he was using to wipe his screens clean and he was trying to stick it to the back of his phone. And I thought, if you could have something that would be reusable over and over again, uh, that could clean your phone and you just take a piece of microfiber on one side and a silicone gel on the other side, though it's not an adhesive. Um, and it can, you can wash them and reuse them over and over again. And now I actually put a drop of sanitizer on them and, uh, and I wipe my phone down to clean it every day. Um, and so that's a really cool product. And then I gotta be honest with you, and you'll get this right away. This is a branding and marketing play. I Sometimes I go to trade shows and Steven see me. I give these away to every single person that walks up because you stick this on the back of your phone and as you're talking the phone, you're advertising for Scrub Daddy. I, I know you gave it to me and I loved it and I had it on the back of my phone. That was brilliant, so it's, you're it's, right. It's uh, great. We, we give away a lot too. of t-shirts too. We give away a lot of t-shirts too because you know that that is also just free advertising people walking around and, and wearing our t-shirts and then the soap the soap daddy is a really really special one for me um and that one's about to be upgraded majorly uh, but i'll give you this, the background the story on this one um about uh, 20 years ago um, a kid walked off the street um who applied for a seven and a half dollar an hour job in my factory as a entry line worker. And he worked so hard and so well that it wasn't long before I recognized that he should be on you know, our best machines um, and then he should be like an assistant manager and then he became the manager. And then I ended up seeing he had such aptitude, we moved him into the office and it wasn't long before he was our office manager. Um, and then 
when we sold the business uh, to uh, 3M in 2008, um, I, I actually made him the vice president of the company. Um, and he became the vice president of the company that I was making products for 3M for a while. And then when I invented Scrub Daddy, um, he became the, the vice president of Scrub Daddy. And now he's the COO of Scrub Daddy. Um, and he is basically running the business for me. He's just one of the most incredible guys you'll ever meet. What's also incredible about him, and the reason I tell you the story is, about a year and a half ago, he came to me and said, you know, all these years of watching you invent products, it's just made me think differently about products. And I, I had this great idea. We should make a, a soap dispenser that you can put the sponge and tap it on the top and it puts soap into the sponge. And I was like, listen, I've seen that already in a lot of different applications, maybe not for you know sponges, um, but I've seen it for you know, sanitizer and, and for other products. I don't, I don't, I, there's nothing special about that. Um, and I, I, unfortunately, I don't think it, it has a lot of merit. And he said, no, I really think it's a great idea. And I said, I, I'm not gonna look at it right now. He, about four months later, he calls me up and he says, listen, I've got this great idea. It's a soap, disp I said, I, I already told you, I don't mention it. He goes, listen, it shoots soap out the top. I said, I know. He says, then you squeeze it and it shoots soap out the bottom. And I said, what? He said, you squeeze it and it shoots soap out the bottom and you pump the top and it shoots soap out the top. I said, you're kidding me. That's an, that's an amazing idea. He said, I got better for you. Because I know how you work, I took a, a Hellman's mayonnaise container that I squeeze and it shoots the mayonnaise out. And I, I took the soap one that I showed you and I cut the bottom out and I hot glued in the mayonnaise thing. And I've got a prototype here I can show you. And he showed it to me and it worked. And I said, oh my God, not only is that patentable, but that is something that's really unique and totally scrub daddy. And we named it Soap Daddy. I went on QVC and sold 85,000 of them in one day. <laughs> and, and it was such a hit and people have loved it so much. And then this will bring you full circle. Uh, but we made it in our, in our colors for another product that we call the, the Scrub Daisy. In, in a green, because this looks like a little flower, right? So it's green and it's got a little yellow flower on top. But so many people said, I want that soap dispenser, but I can't have it in green and yellow in my kitchen. If you go through the, the slides here, I'm gonna show you what this is about to become. So this is, this is, this is launching in, a, uh, in about 30 days and it's called uh, Soap Daddy and it's in the style collection. You gotta keep going. It's probably four more slides. One, two, three. Four. Oh, geez, I gotta see these. One more. That's that's the there it is. And this is the new style collection soap daddy, dual action soap dispenser that shoots soap out the top and the bottom. And when you put soap in it, it changes color to whatever the color soap you put into it. And it's so beautiful. If you put red soap in it, it looks like a ruby. If you put blue, it looks like you know a, a sapphire. If you put green, it looks like an emerald. Uh, it's just it's so pretty. Uh, if you put white in it, it's a beautiful pearlescent white color, um, and it works. It works exactly like you would dream of, and it sits on your counter. And now you don't have that ugly bottle of soap that every time you need soap, you got to put down what you're washing and pick up the bottle and flip the top open and put soap into your sponge and then put it back down, and then you can get back to your dishwashing. You're doing the dishes. You just tap tap, and there's soap in your sponge, or you pick it up and you squeeze and you put soap wherever you want it. So now, so now I'm not the only inventor in the company because John actually got a patent on this. 
Great package, great look, dual action, love it. Thank you. And to go back to all the different shapes for a minute, that really caught my eye. Um, I mean, things for, they're seasonal. Have I seen these before? You've never seen these before because they haven't launched yet, but uh, get ready to see our new Halloween set in a whole bunch of stores, including Kroger, all over the country. We've got our pumpkin, our ghost, and our Frankenstein. Um, they are really fun. And we know they're going to sell really well on QVC. So we started making, you know, seasonal, seasonal uh, uh, renditions of what people love. They love our material and they, and they want to use it, you know, during holiday seasons. And we got the snowflake, the reindeer and the Christmas tree and then cats and dogs. We're actually going to be getting into the pet market uh, because our products scrub everything. They, they take pet hair off of furniture. They clean pet bowls with just cold water. Uh, and they're great for picking up messes that pets uh, can leave around the house. And so we thought, you know what, let's make it into a cat and a dog. Uh, the cat is pink and is actually scrub mommy. So it's got the soft foam on the back and the dog is scrub daddy and is uh, in an orange color like uh, Clifford. Aaron, I got a question for you. Thank you. I, I, think, I think this is really <laughs> clever. So you're thinking about ideas 24 hours a day, I can tell. Okay. Yes. You never stop thinking and you're talking to people and getting their feedback. How many ideas do you come up with eventually you go, that's not right for us? Most of them. <laughs> that's actually the truth. The truth is most of them. Um, the truth is I go through a very specific product process in vetting a product, whether or not it meets with my brand. And that doesn't even need to be for scrub day. Um, if I'm inventing a product, I mean, I first need to know that I can lock down some type of, of intellectual property uh, or exclusivity. I don't wanna spend a lot of time and money on something that I know everybody's gonna be able to copy and steal from me. Um, and then I wanna do a really thorough patent search, make sure I can either get a patent. Um, and if, and, and also I'm doing the patent search for another reason. I don't wanna infringe on someone else's patent. Because imagine you spend a lot of time and money, you never bother doing the patent search because you weren't gonna go for the patent, but someone's already got a patent on that. And just because someone has a patent, um, they don't necessarily have to make it. You can get a patent and just hold the patent. It's an asset. Um, and so they own the patent. They can come after you for it. And they never have to make the product. Hey, so, when am I going to see a Mickey Mouse one, uh, Scrub Daddy? When's that coming? That comes, you know, whenever I negotiate a deal, and this is exactly the, the point, uh, is negotiate a deal with, with Disney. And Disney will want so much for it that I'll end <laughs> up saying it's not worth it. And I won't do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, see, I see Winnie the Pooh here too. Yeah, so. I mean that's that's the point. I mean, uh, I'll be I'll be very honest with you. Even the Frankenstein one uh, is really important uh, that it's not flat top. Uh, we, there's three criteria that would have infringed, um, and and because we 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 two of them we don't hit, we're not infringing. Mm -hmm. Very <laughs> nice. Let's go to next slide, Andrew. You want to go back or forward? There's a couple of that we. I'm not sure. Show. There's so many here. This okay. is our, yeah, that's our Daisy style collection. Let's um, look at this. So, this, is, this is spectacular. Um, so Scrub Dye Power Paste, this is our first foray into a chemical. And I said to people from the beginning, I'm not getting involved in soaps. I'm not getting involved in detergents or cleaners. And no way, no way. And then we came across this material that is environmentally safe and totally natural um, and is, is completely non-toxic. Like you could eat it. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. it. Doesn't taste good, but it is safe enough to eat it, and it's and it it is safe to use on almost everything. Um, if you've ever used a product called Soft Scrub, 
soft scrubs a great product it's a, like a liquid paste um but i don't know what's in it chemical wise i know what's in this and this is even more uh effective than soft scrub in every one of the applications if you take this on the bottom of a pan that you think is burned forever in literally 30 seconds the pan will look brand new and all you do is you take the scrub mommy that's in the top of this so you unscrew this lid and there's a scrub mommy right on top and then there's and it's sitting in a little tray and on the bottom is the paste it's a hard hard paste kind of like a car wax you think about it and you rub it on there with a little water and you just start to scrub it is the most effective powerful cleaner you've ever used and it smells great and it's totally non-toxic and that's why i could back it up um, and then we we branded it uh, with this you know dye-free packaging and it's got a dye-free scrub bombing in it um, and the material inside is also white and it's uh, go look at the reviews on uh, on Amazon and you'll already know what's going on. Nice. Hey, I know we're gonna have a lot of questions, but before we get to the questions, and I know we haven't probably covered all of them, but I have to ask something here. Do you just invent in this category or are you doing other things as well? No, I'm, I'm inventing in, in categories. So the way I come up with inventions is it has to be something that affects me personally. I don't invent something that's not bothering me or that I don't have expertise in. Um, and so one of them that came up uh, very recently, which is uh, I'm very excited about it, we're just about to get uh, NHL approval on, uh, is a hockey stick. So I am an ice hockey player. I actually played uh, in college. Um, I'm a level four ice hockey coach. I've been coaching for seven years. My son plays um, in, a, in a league. He's a, he's a, um, a, a midget A player right now. And um, I'm a season ticket holder to the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm a hockey nut. And when I had the opportunity to get involved in a company that was creating a, a brand new prototype ice hockey stick uh, where the blade was solid molded carbon fiber and you never had to tape it, I jumped at the chance. Uh, I literally called them up and I said, hey, guys, you know who I am? They said, yep. I said, well, what you don't know is I'm a hockey player and I'm obsessed with hockey. I'm an inventor um, and I'd like to play Shark Tank. And they said, let's do it. I said, I want this much of the company for this much money. And there's two conditions. I want a seat on the board and I want total control of your branding and marketing. And they said, done deal. We signed the papers. And I said, we're changing the name of the company. <laughs> and they said, <laughs> they said, what the hell are you talking about? We have the best name ever, Carbon Sports Airblade. I said, guys, first of all, 101, the material that the stick is made of is carbon fiber. And you're calling the stick the Carbon Sports Airblade. I don't see your trademark next to the name. Can you explain why? And they're like, well, we got rejected. I'm like, yeah, because as soon as the, the material, the name of your, of your trademark is descriptive of the material in it, you won't be able to get a patent or, patent or a trademark on it, trademark. So I said, it's 101, you can't have that name and you'll never get a trademark on your company name. That is ludicrous. We're gonna create a brand like Scrub Daddy. Um, and about a week later, I renamed the stick and it was pretty easy. Um, as I was going through naming conventions, one of the original inventors uh, is an Israeli guy. Uh, he's an Israeli engineer. He's brilliant. His name is Tovi Avneri. And as I was trying to put the three original inventors' names together, if you know hockey, there's a company called CCM. So I was trying to move their letters, their first names around, you know, Scott, Richard, Tovi. And I couldn't, I, it just didn't come together for me. And then I started staring at his name, T-O-V-I, four letters. And it fits beautifully on a stick. And you can put it in such a place that as you're playing, you don't block the name. 
and it's got movement and a V in it, and it sounds foreign, and it's got an O that I could do something with. Um, it was it was so obvious, and so we changed the name of the company. Um, and I was sitting in the NHL commissioner's office uh, four months ago in front of Gary Bettman, presenting him the stick. He told me straight to my face, "This is the the biggest improvement in hockey technology he's seen in about 15 years." Um, and then literally a week later, like COVID hit and the NHL shut down and they haven't you know, been able to do anything with the stick. Uh, and then recently we started seeing some more movement um, and then Sportico did this article on us the other day. So in my spare time, uh, I'm inventing a, co a coating that goes on the stick called diamond coat liquid tape that replaces hockey tape and you never have to tape these sticks. Um, and I'm off to the races with uh, my new company, Tovey. So... How many hours a night do you sleep? I'm lucky if I get four. And when I sleep, I'm not sure you can call it that because I sleep with my phone in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I answer texts throughout the night. <laughs> hey, Aaron, apparently you have fans because one of the questions was, Aaron, how's your hockey stick company doing? Of course, I'm a Canadian asking this question. This is from Christopher. So it looks like you just answered that. Yeah, it's do, it's doing it's doing great. Everyone who who buys a stick uh, comes back with rave reviews, um, and then they and they actually just keep buying the liquid tape. Um, the stick is is able to be used on ice, on roller, and on the street because it's so durable. Um, if you want to really see some cool stuff, go onto the uh, YouTube and just type in Tovi Hockey, and you can see all uh, videos that even have a hundred thousand views on them. I'm sorry, a million views on them um, with this guy named Pavel Barbara um, and. Um, the, the Nasher and Coach Jeremy, they've all done, these are major hockey influencers. They've all done reviews on our stick and they're always positive. Andrew, you know, I got, I actually got tired during this webinar. Um, <laughs> Why, Aaron's got too much energy I, for you? Well, he does. And I feel like I'm not doing anything. Um, wow. Did you get tired just thinking about doing more work than you well, already I, do? I'm trying to lot. figure out how I can be a little bit more productive, but apparently- I'm Well, just... I'll be honest with you, we're growing, we're still growing right now, because um, uh, we're considered an essential product, because uh, we make cleaning products right now. Um, if we're busy all the time, I'm still here in the office, it's uh, 8.50, I'll be here for another few hours. If you want to come over, I got plenty of stuff for you to do. Well, yeah, you, you might have an internship there for you, Stephen. I, I, got, I, got, I got four 3D printers going right now as we speak. <laughs> you know, thank you for that offer, but I think I'm going to pass. So. <laughs> um, let's go. We've got 10 more minutes. We've got a big group here tonight. Andrew, let's see if there's any questions we can help with. Yeah, yeah, sure. First, the first question is from Janet. Um, did you investigate the perfect size that stores prefer for hanging? So can you talk about shelf space? And I'm expanding on our question and how important that is and how a product is displayed. And I think a lot of inventors, they don't, they don't take that into consideration. Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, I, my first go at this, um, I definitely made a lot of mistakes. Scrub die's original size and the size it still continues to be um, is the shape of my hand. And so obviously everything started growing around, you know, that was the product. Now let's make the packaging. Looking back on it, you really do want to be very cautious about how you present packages to uh, to buyers and to big box retailers. And we've adjusted several of our boxes. In fact, if you go back to the slide with the Sponge Daddy four count on it, because this is really indicative of what she's saying, um, the the four pack of the Sponge Daddy, we have now made, ah, well, this is perfect. Uh, well, so go go to the four pack and then we're gonna go to, to the other one. 
Uh, Where's the four? The four packs was right. Right. Uh, right. One more. One more. Right one more. There you one go. More. There it is. Okay. That four pack was taking up too much shelf space, uh, and it was too wide. And and you'll see what we did next. You see Scour Daddy, how it's tiered and it's le and it's stepped on three levels where you can see all three colors inside of it. Very very big difference. Um, and then and we made it much thinner. And and if you look now, you'll see Eraser Daddy copies that. And now we made all our products. Sponge Daddy now doesn't look like the one you have there. It looks like a tiered, stepped three version. By the way, three sells better than the four, uh, especially in stores like Walmart and Target uh, that you're looking for price point, right? So someone's walking down the shelf and they see that's $4.99. God, I can buy a pack of the, you know, the Scotch Bright ones for $1.99. Well, you put three of them, and your price point drops by a lot, and now we're much more competitive. Even mm. though, even though, if you look at unit price, it was about the same. Um, getting people to spend more money on something, just that 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 bigger ticket dollar item in big box retailers, uh, usually doesn't work. And it's the opposite in Bed Bath. In Bed Bath, they want big big rings. They don't want small rings. So you you really do need to adjust packaging uh, for the customer that you're you're trying to appeal to. Great question. Well, then the next one, is, as you know, our audience is big on licensing. Steven and I coach people to license their products. So we got a ton of people asking this question, of course. This one's from Joe, but we got a whole bunch of others as well. Are you open to new innovation? If yes, what is the best method to reach out to you? So the best method to reach out to us is always on our website. Um, we, we are, we have, it is a little bit tricky, uh, because as you can hear and see, we're innovating all the time. And sometimes people send us like their idea and I'm already working on it. Um, and so we do, we do have a process for people to sign, um, mutual non-disclosure agreements. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll usually tell people, listen, we're working on that already. Like I, I, I can give you an example, like we're developing three different mops right now. And I get an email every day from someone saying they have the next mop, but I'm already working on a mop. And we're already, I may be already working on what someone's about to send me. And so we, we don't want to be people to think we're stealing their ideas. I would never, ever, as an inventor, the last thing I would ever do is steal someone's idea. I know what it feels like uh, to, to have people rip you off. So we go through a process. Um, you can go on the website, uh, send in that I'm interested in sharing my idea with you. Um, you might want to give a little background of it. Don't give away too much of it, obviously. Uh, it just it's, it's about, you know, a holder for a sponge. You know, that's that's pretty uh, broad. And then um, hmm. it will go through a process of customer service. And then usually it will go to someone in, in our strategy department who will who will either speak to you and vet the idea and either say, oh, I'm sorry, it's not something we're thinking about or um, it's something that sounds like it's interesting and that will make it up to my level. And if it gets to my desk, someone thinks it's really great um, and then we'll talk about it so you're a little different in other companies you don't want the whole sell sheet you want to you want a brief description of the maybe the benefit and Andrew, um, category I guess what he's saying yeah. you know they're doing so much innovation in the space right that he just wants to know enough to see if there's some interest yeah and to sign that mutual nda he just wants to tell everybody look we might be making something in the back room so don't get you know don't be upset. So he's really giving everybody a really fair warning because he's an inventor himself. Yeah. And, and what we'll normally do is I, I'll, I'll share prototypes uh, of what we're working on. I, I can, someone says, oh, I have, I have a great idea for a mop. I'll be like, hey, here's a picture of where, where we're at. We're, we're about to launch this pretty shortly. I don't think we're going to get into another mop right now. That's, that's, that's it. Now, 
now several times people have brought stuff to me uh, and and we've we've thought it was great um, and one of them if you go back to the chart right now it's pretty simple it's cart daddy hmm. if you see the uh if, if you go to our slide thing right let's see that it's probably two one more back yep there it is so cart daddy here's a great one um this is what one of my customers um, who is in England, who is one of our huge distributors. He's got this awesome product that is a reusable shopping bag system that rolls all up and fits in your cart and hangs on the edges and uh, organizes your shopping. And he's doing really well with it. And he was like, I would like to license this to you. And normally I'm like, that has nothing to do with Scrub Daddy. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? We're in every single supermarket chain in the country and a lot of them around the world. I can absolutely see how I could I could sell this, you know, while I'm there. And and and, and we're, if we put the name Cart Daddy on it, he was calling them trolley bags. Now in the U.S., trolleys are you know a little one car thing that rolls around the street. No one's going to name it that here. I just said I'm going to rename it Cart Daddy, and it's it's already selling really well. Uh, it was selling really well in Bed Bath before they shuttered all their stores, but now that it's turned back on, it's selling really well, and it's already selling well on Amazon. Nice. Uh, one last question. This one's from Steve. Uh, how did you stop the knockoff guys? Um, many, many different ways. Um, most of the time, it's legally. Um, we send out letters. Um, we, uh, I, I try first to to just settle it and say, you know, you need to stop or, or we're going to sue you. Sometimes it's so egregious that I just file the lawsuit, like right off the bat. Um, and I've done that um, several times. And a lot of times, you know, the knockoffs are what, what, we, what I call trade dress infringement. So there's patent infringement, but there's also trade dress infringement. So there's, there's a, a company made a, a product that was both uh, trade dress and patent. They named it Smile Daddy. And they, instead of having wow. the hair, hair go around the top, they had the hair go around the whole, you know, piece. They thought they would get around, you know, around my patent that way. And then they made it, then they put it in a box that was the exact same dimensions and shape as mine and copied most of my graphics. So I just sued them for that. Um, and I, I, I didn't even have to win. They settled, uh, they changed the product inside the shape of the product completely. Um, and then they also changed the, uh, the box. Um, and, and, we, and, and normally if you have a, a good sized law firm um, that that's, people know is respected and you have some intellectual property, uh, and that's why I, I apply for trademarks and patents on everything I do. Um, and, and some of the trademarks that I apply for, which is really interesting, some people don't do this. I apply for a trademark on the shape of my logo. I applied for the trademark on the shape of my sponge. Like I own the trademark on, the, on that, that shape. So if anyone even uses that shape, it infringes on my trademark. A, a, guy, a guy made a, a sponge holder to copy ours. And he made it look exactly with the hair and everything on it. Um, and then he came to me and was like, I want to license this to you. I'm like, well, you can't because I own it. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't license me what I own. He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're infringing on my trademark. And my, uh, like, he's like, it's not your sponge. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't bother to check. I own the trademark and you just made your whole product look like that. And now here's a cease and desist letter instead. <laughs> Let's talk about that for one minute, just so everybody understands, because it's a very clever way to use the trademark. You see, his design is in the trademark. 
It's a logo mark, essentially, is what the patent Correct. office refers and, to. And yeah. that's so clever because because of the name and the logo incorporated in it, that look is now trademarked. And so if anybody comes up with something that's similar in the, that particular category, he owns. Brilliant move. I've seen it done before. Whoever told you to do that gave you great legal advice. I got a great patent attorney. I've been working with him for 25 years. Yeah, that's stronger than a design patent, in my opinion. It's, it, of course, it is. It, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't expire. By the way, you just keep paying yes. for it. Yes, that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what well, one last one? I know I said last one, but Maria said, uh, "Is there a scrub daddy for the auto industry?" Because you, you talked about where you have distribution. I thought that'd be a good opportunity to have people have a lesson right there. I, I I'm I'm smiling ear to ear right now. Um, uh, and I, I'm going to tell you what I was doing this morning. Uh, I got up at eight o'clock this morning. My, I started my life out as a car washer and a detailer. Um, and this morning I got up because that's my son's following in my footsteps. Of course, he has no summer uh, camp anymore. He's uh, 14 going on 15. Um, and this morning uh, he started a, a car washing business and I've been advising him. So it's great. I get up and I have my coffee and I sit in a, in a lawn chair and I just direct him and he washes the whole car from start to finish and I just tell him where he missed. We, I invented a product uh, before Scrub Day and it was called the Schmidt. Uh, you can, you might be able to look it up uh, on, I'm gonna check right now, it might already be on Amazon because we are now trying to sell it, uh, the old versions of it. Give me one second here. So um, we, we invented this product and it basically is a wash mitt that goes in your hand. It's made out of foam. Um, and it was a great product uh, back in my old business uh, called Innovative Accessory Products. Um, and we kind of discontinued making it. Um, 3M, when they bought me out, they took a bunch of the equipment that made it and I didn't want to reinvest in the equipment and we were too busy making scrub dyes. But recently uh, we realized that we want to get into the automotive business. And it turns out that scrub dyeing materials work so well in taking bugs off the car and our, our soft side, our reso foam works great for washing the car. And we really like literally two, three months ago, we started saying, let's revive the Schmidt. And we finished the designs, which I'm testing as we speak. And my son was just testing this morning. Um, and they work spectacular. So you're just get ready to see the uh, Scrub Daddy Schmidt uh, hitting the market, uh, I'm gonna say maybe in the spring, uh, but it's a really great design. And if you wanna see what the old one looks like, um, if you go on YouTube and type in uh, QVC IAP Schmidt, you'll see, uh, you can see the whole thing. That's not showing up in grocery stores though. No, that's gonna eventually that will make its way into like AutoZone, Pep Boys, mm -hmm. CarQuest, uh, and and we're gonna marry it because as we were working on this, I couldn't stop myself, uh, and we decided to keep this. My, my uh, this is John's idea actually. John was like, let's take the Reso foam and compress it down really hard in a process called felting, and we'll make a chamois too, and we'll make a kit. And the sham and and the and the scrub dye chamois Schmidt works really good. We were using it today too. So absolutely, we're going into the automotive business. Um, I would say by spring uh, next year, we'll have a whole line of products for you. Cool. There you go, Stephen. Anything you want to say in closing? Wow, um, so many <laughs> great tips. No, you know, truly, everyone, so many great tips and. 
um, it's impressive. I mean, I learned a great deal tonight. So, um, Aaron, thank you very much for your time, your brilliance, um, and your you're willing to share with with all of us. So, thank you. Well, isn't isn't that the uh, the the best way to pay it forward if you're having success? You know, I I I know there's plenty of uh, of, of giants that uh, whose shoulders I got to stand on. Um, who who guided me down this road, uh, including all the stuff my dad taught me um, about working for yourself and making your own money and having respect for what you do. And um, my patent attorney who's taught me so much over the 20 years. Um, I just, I love paying it forward. I actually get a, 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 lot, a good, big kick out of um, sharing my experiences and then seeing other people have success with it. And the the the, the actual proof of it is getting to watch, you know, one of, one of my employees, who's one of my best friends in the world now, who's my COO of the company, um, had turned into an inventor. And knowing that I I actually helped that happen, uh, it makes you feel really good. And so I, I enjoy doing this and I enjoy working with you a lot, Stephen, too. So it's sad that we don't have any trade shows to see each other at, but when this is over, uh, you should come to Scrub Daddy headquarters and we should do one of these live. I would love to do it. Thank you for oh, that invite. That's great. Hey, I don't have time to read all the thank yous, Aaron. Everybody uh, wrote in some beautiful thank yous. I'll just read two random ones. One's from Jeff. Thank you, Aaron. Loved it. I'm inspired to go to the next step. And then Chad wrote, many, many thanks, Aaron. Your energetic spirit is your key to success. And they, they just wrote a ton of other uh, thank yous. And I just wanted to let you know that, that people really appreciated the time you spent. As, I, that is so appreciated. I, is there any way to, to save those and send them to me? I, yeah, I really, yeah, of course. I of course I can send them over. I really to you. enjoy and, those. And uh, I, by the way, if anyone wants to to write in um, and and tell me that, um, it, I guarantee, like I said, I guarantee I read every one of them. And um, wow. depending on how nice you write it, I mean, I don't know. We might send you a T-shirt. <laughs> so hey, hey, everybody there's your chance start writing like crazy yeah that's what i was gonna say even though even though steven and aaron are taking off i'll hang out for about four minutes if you guys want to write some stuff and keep the webinar alive so you can type something into the questions box for uh for aaron there awesome so, thank you guys yeah. thank you All everybody right. thank you Take Andrew. Care, everybody keep inventing Bye -bye. night